All right, everybody, this is Bernard. And this is Samir. And welcome to a brand new exciting episode of the Angry Blurreds podcast. Where the nerds are black and the nerds are angry. First things first, Gina Carino has been fired from all things Star Wars related. That sucks for her. Yeah, I mean, I, I just tried to make a joke about it uh, with a you know Star Wars clip and everyone on the Angry Blurreds Facebook page on that particular post lost their damn minds. Mm-hmm. So, I saw. Yeah, and you still haven't um, done the admin thing, so you're not. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been busy. Your phone isn't blowing up with all the notifications. But yeah, so I mean, you can always you can always silent that one. Um, that no, one, uh, no, not when you do a page that uh, it'll mute all notifications. So like messages, everything will get muted. So that's the downside with moderating a page on Facebook so yeah all right so a Lucasfilm spokesperson said the following that Gina Carina was not employed by Lucasfilm and there are no plans for her to be in the future nevertheless her social media posts did uh almost said degenerating um denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities is abhorrent and, and, and unacceptable so keep in mind She's been mocking COVID mass mandates, spreading conspiracies about the about the election, and liking posts basically disparaging the Black Lives Movement, and deiterating pronoun uh, usage. Yeah, basically, uh, just doing all the things you don't want to do if you're if you're employed by Disney. Yeah, and she actually finally spoke out. I'm trying to find that. If I can find it, because I meant to save the news link. But apparently Ben Shapiro, who is a... Uh, uh, yeah, he actually picked her up for this movie deal or something like that. Which, I don't know how much money Ben Shapiro... Uh, he's, ain't he employing Kevin Sorbo and Dean Cain? I don't know. I just know that Ben Shapiro just sucks. He's like He's like the guy who never got some. He's just... Have you ever heard him speak? He's a very nasally individual. Yeah, his voice is super annoying. Yeah. All right. So, I'm trying to find what she said. Okay, so yeah, she she sent a statement to his uh, website, The Daily Wire. She said, I am sending, the, sending out a direct message of hope to everyone living in fear of cancellation by the totalitarian... Total, totalitarianism? Yeah, totalitarian mob. I have only just begun using my voice, which is now freer than ever before, and I hope it inspires others to do the same. They can't cancel. Oh, Lordy. I'll let them. Bro, just shut up already. Look, man, you got fired. Your agency dropped you. Oof. I didn't know about the agency part, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they dropped her the same day uh, Lucasfilm fired her. Damn, so she legit assassinated her career. Yep. Because I'm sorry, Ben Shapiro don't got don't got Disney money. It's like his pockets ain't nearly as deep. Yeah. So listen, if you get employed by Disney or or Lucasfilms, like you on you on a fast track to 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 a very lucrative Hollywood career, and she messed that up. I I mean, look, there's one there's there's, there's two sides of this coin. Now, one, you could be John Boyega and be like, yo, I don't care if I lose my job on this X, Y, and Z, Black Lives Matter, you know, and everyone gonna back him up. And then of course Disney say, nah, well that well, that can, that can look bad on this issue, they came up and say, nah, we stand with you, John. And look, he still has a career, okay? Or you can be Gina Carino and be like, yo, uh, yeah, something, I don't like Jews. I don't know what he, she said exactly, but she it was anti-Semitic. Oh, she compared being a Republican or conservative in this day and age to being a Jew in the Holocaust. That's what she did. Crazy. Why would you say that? Um, among other things. And that's that those two don't track, okay? Yeah, and it's this when you say it's not that she they want to say they don't have freedom of speech. It's not that you don't have freedom of speech. It's consequences of stuff you say. Exactly. Case in point, there could have been consequences for John saying what he said, and no, he still has a job because what he said didn't didn't piss off Disney. Okay, what she said did piss off Disney, and that's why she got fired. Disney has every right to fire you. Your boss has every right to fire you if you say, if you say certain things. Okay. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say in the words of Charlemagne the God, freedom of speech isn't free. You can say whatever you want, but you are not free from the consequences of said, you know, free speech. Exactly. So I can go on here talking ish about my job or whatever. And if someone in upper management listens to it, they can fire me. 
Yeah, she's not. She didn't lose her freedom. She's not. Her life isn't in danger. She just lost her job because yeah. she said that's something. Yeah, and um, apparently they were working on a spinoff series for her, and that is not. Oh yeah, the water. I heard about. Yeah, that's right. Which I don't know. Okay, I, even in the best of times, if she wasn't a psycho, I don't know if uh, if uh, Cara Dune needed a, a side show. I'm just saying, there's so many other characters that can give spotlight to. I just don't know if she necessarily needed it. I mean, it would have been nice that you know maybe a focus a focus um episode. I don't know. Yeah, there, but, there are other there are other um female um uh, Star Wars characters. You want to push that narrative? There are other female Star Wars I mean, characters that, well, that needed. We, we got Ahsoka coming. Exactly. They could they could do a, a prequel. They could recast um uh, uh Princess Leia and do a prequel series for that. That'd be cool. They can they can make um Mara J Skywalker a uh, canon character. That would be monumental. They we, they should really do that. You know, so they honestly, I like the character, but I don't know if she needed a, a size, a whole size series. I don't know, but she fired. That's all. Furred. <laughs> all right, what do you got? Okay, I ha- okay. Well, huh? Should I say this to the end of the podcast? Because is it it's Marvel related? It's it's a movie review for uh, for something that I've been wanting to come out for at least a year and a half. I mean, I finally got a, the pleasure of seeing it. It might it's gonna have well. I'll keep it light, and then I'll have a spoiler-free review. But in any case, yes, yeah, so I saw, finally watched Saint Maud after what three years of waiting for it. No, it was 2019. It got filmed and released in 2019. It was a very small production, I think. Let me see the exact date of the exact re- original release. It was um, hang on, it's a 2019. It start yes, yeah, 2019 film. It got released officially September 8th. 2019 and the UK it's October 9th and then we didn't get it over in the States till this month. Yep. So that's nuts. Anyways, I digress. It is a a psychological um, thriller um, that deals with uh, religious hysteria and um, and demonic possession. Such a good film. It is deeply, deeply um, unsettling and just downright just just well crafted. I, if you love horror films, you have to go see this movie. Uh, I meant to check it out. I just haven't gotten around to it because, like you, I've been working dumb, stupid, crazy hours. So I literally come home, take a shower, fall asleep. Sometimes I end up falling asleep before I take a shower. So, and if that's the case, I just end up napping on the floor because I don't want to get sawdust and glue and stuff in my bed. But yeah, I've been meaning to check that out. Jeez, why should you be taking so dark? What do you mean sleeping on the floor? In my room? Yeah, I'm like, I'm just saying, that just sounds like, I mean, I don't know if we all needed to hear that. I just said, because I don't want to get sawdust and glue in my bed. That sounds very sad, Bernard. I'm sorry. It's not sad. You are loved, okay? You are loved, and we care about you. All right, your story. Okay. So, as I was saying before, um... Before Samir went into, you know, me sleeping on the floor in heavy detail. I wasn't heavy detail. You bought it up. I know, but you dragged it out. Okay. So, I got a little bit of TV news as far as casting goes. Jamie Lee Curtis has joined the cast of Borderlands. You know, alongside Clint, Clay, what's wrong with me? Clay Blanchett and Kevin Hart. And she will be playing Tennis who is one of the franchise's richest characters. So uh, the press release describes her as an, archeolo- an archaeologist on Pandora who might have the key to finding the vault, but whose complicated, who's complicated history with, Lil- with Lilith isn't going to help. Mm. Yeah, so apparently this seems like a new development created for the movie, given that Tennis and Lilith don't really have much of a relationship until the third game. And another bit of uh, movie news. So, Michelle Rodriguez and Justin Smith had decided to join the cast of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that cast is getting weirder and weirder. But yes, I saw that. Yeah, so. Yeah, they'll be in that alongside Chris Pine. And if you don't know who Michelle Rodriguez is, I suggest you go watch any of the Fast and Furious films. And if you don't know who Justin Smith is, I suggest you go watch Jurassic 
World Fallen Kingdom or the Get Down on Netflix or, or All the Bright Places that, and Detective Pikachu. Yeah, I was about to say that. What the hell is All the Bright Places? It's a really, you, uh, you have to go see it and get your Kleenexes. It'll make you cry. All right. So, yeah. So, I'm more interested in the Dungeons and Dragons movie, not really Borderlands, but, you know, who knows? Maybe. Wow. That, you, I mean, I. I'm, I'm, no comment, because why, though? Uh, I don't know. I like, I kind of like the aspect of Dungeons and Dragons. Borderlands just always just kind of seemed a little wonky to me. I mean, it's a really good, okay, well, anyways, they're both great franchises, and hopefully they don't fumble either project. That's like if they made a Saints Row game, I'd be like, why? That game, I mean, Saints Row, and, and that's not really the same. So, well, I it's a game that kind of jumps the shark is what I'm basically giving it. Any games jump the shark and do it well. Yeah, but Saint, Saints Row does it over overzealous, overzealously. All right, what do you got? All right, more casting news. Oh my, and this one's a doozy. Okay, they casted Last of Us, the TV series. Yes. Oh my God. I don't know what, I don't know what side of the fence I'm on in this one. Um, Bella Ramsey as Ellie and Joe will be played by the Mandalorians, Pedro Pascal. You know, the the Hispanic guy who keeps taking all the white roles. Wow, you, you said it like that. I mean... Look, I'm just saying, he does. Yeah, I just don't know if you need to word it that way. It's true. It is true. I don't know if you need to... And, that's, that's, a, that's a weird... Word. Look... I would prefer. I don't like colorblind casting. That's just me. And then I have to ask why they're they're not. You know. You know. That's the that's the asking the why's. That's it. Okay. I have an issue with the cast, but I mean, well, Bella Ramsey. I got to see her in costume and makeup and see when the get I mean, the role. I'm pretty sure the internet would have lost their shit if Mahershala Ali actually took the role because he was rumored to get it. Really? When yes. was that a thing? Uh, a couple days ago. I'm not even sure if that was official. I saw it on like. Uh, Twitter. It was trending a couple days. It was some like IntelliNerd Twitter page or something like that, and they had no sources whatsoever. Like they said, according to the Hollywood Reporter, but you know, usually on news sites, when someone says according to whatever, there's a hyperlink that actually redirects you to the original source. Nothing whatsoever. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, so, like I said, rumored. Never, you know. Really, really, bro. Percy. Talking to you all night, god dang it. It's it's daytime. I'm tired. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Next story. Okay. So this is a bit of sad news for me because you know you don't give two craps about the show. But Dominic Purcell has stated that he plans to leave Legend tomorrow after season seven. So we 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 basically lost all of our OGs except for Katie Lotz. That's why, yeah, they could recast. Nah, man, ain't no recasting. You can't recast Heat Heat Wave. Um, after what? How many years has he been in Heat Wave since the Flash started? So seven years. If, if they if they just got people used to changing faces, this look, will be a lot easier. Look, you can this continue the character. This is not Doctor Who. This is not a Fresh Prince situation where you can pull it off in a comedy. This is a drama, so it's not like, you know, you can just say, oh, look, or, you know. I mean, yeah. would you call Lesson Tomorrow a dramedy? A dramedy. Drama? Yes. They kind of mm-hmm. they go overboard with the comedy sometimes, but they, they do stay dramatic most of the time. All sure. Right. The point is... <sighs> Look, if you want to use the character, but the actor's done, it's their right to quit their job or resign and to move to move on with their careers. That's their God-given right. I'm just saying, I just I'm, I'm getting tired of of the revolving door characters that never come back. Like, how are you supposed to establish a, a shared universe when people disappear? You can't. You can't. I mean, they're not going to invite Kara anymore once she wants the show ends. Well, that depends on how they wrap up the season. You know, like, Melissa Benoit is going to be on call indefinitely to play her character. She might leave, she might go to the future. No, when uh, doubt, throw a Kryptonian into the future. And I hate that. Mm-hmm. The Legion sucks. Stop feeding them cool characters. 
All right, so let me write what Dominic Purcell posted on his Instagram. So he said, I'll give you one more one more slash stay honorable uh, to my contract season seven. Thanks to Warner Brothers TV, DC Comics, CW Legends of Tomorrow. It's not lost on me how fortunate, fortunate I am in a world full of turmoil and tragedy, nor the unfairness of life. That I prevail while others struggle. P.S. To the celebrities slash rich people. The well-off, we don't want to see how awesome your life is on social media. Not the time nor place at the present. Get a clue. Mm. As he posted that on his yacht. I'm just playing. He didn't post that on his yacht. He just posted a photo of him on set. As Heat Wave. So, yeah, I mean, when Legend started, we had Heat Wave, Captain Cold, Firestorm, White Canary, and Ray Palmer, the Adam, and Hawkman and Hawkwoman. Now we are literally down to one, and that's out of eight people. So what about Firestorm? You say him too? I said Firestorm. Oh. Yeah, because remember, they killed uh, Professor Stein. He could, and- They could have gave him someone else to, to, to link to, like they did in the comic. Yeah, I know. I don't know. But it is what it is. At this moment, I feel like playing Spice Girls Goodbye. Um, I'm saying it's like they want to maintain these characters' whereabouts and 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 have a healthy shared universe. They got to start recasting. I mean, but we got a lot of we got a lot of people on the show. I mean, Constantine's still there, so yeah, they can keep the actor. I don't think Matt Ryan's going anywhere. Mm. I didn't think uh, what's his face? Dominic um, what's his face was going anywhere. Dominic and he went somewhere. I mean, but that was seven years of his life, though. But yeah, so what do you got? Well, big news. Kingdom Hearts, the series from our childhood that remained a special place in our souls for just our entire lives. I tear up every time I think about this series and how it affected me and who I am today. Still don't know the whole premise of the game, but, you know. Whatever. It doesn't don't, don't matter about what the game is about. It's how it makes you feel, all right? And it's coming to PC after never coming on PC ever, all right? And now it's on PC next month. Congratulations, my friend. No, congratulations to us all. Well, to those of you who have PCs, and I meant to start this timer, and I never did. Oh, Okay. All right, so you getting it? I'm probably gonna get it. Jimmy, probably. I mean, you you giving your PS4 away to you to your nephew like a simp. But well, I, I don't need a PS4. I'm just saying, you could have still kept it. Why? I'm getting a PS5. Some of them suck. I don't even use the thing anymore. I don't know. Put it in the living room as a Blu-ray player or something. I don't know. That's what I'm doing with mine. Why you have a Blu-ray player for, I mean you have a PS5? I said in the living room. The living room doesn't need, first of all, who watches Blu-rays anymore? I do, bitch. Well, you're old and, and you're irrelevant, just like Blu-rays. I say this as I still have some, but I don't ever I'm, use them. Uh that's you, not me. I tend to watch mine. But yeah, so be on the lookout for Kingdom Hearts. I think it comes out March 15th on PC. Oh, I wasn't done. Cut me, y'all. <laughs> so it's exclusive to the Epic Store, which it, I found a cra- That's a power move by Epic. All right. That's the only place you can play Kingdom Hearts on PC. I'm like, what? This exclusivity thing is getting out of hand. Yep. I'm like, geez. Anyways, yeah, Epic Store, March. You got to get it. Yeah, March 15th. Be on the lookout for that one. Okay. So, I mean, can we address the elephant in the room? Uh, which elephant? There's so many. Is Joss Whedon canceled at this point? Oh, that's actually funny. So, uh, yeah, he's canceled. But let's let's talk about the specifics and the details. So, I had a very lengthy argument about the motives behind Warner Brothers and the Schneider cut with my roommate. And he was saying how, what did I say? Schneider. I said Schneider. You said Schneider. You heard Schneider. I heard what you said. And you said No, I will, you misheard, clean, got the ears out. 
I actually recently did after I got out of the shower because, you know, I got shot up with glue, but that's neither here nor there. Continue. Should have glued your mouth. Listen, shut up. I'm not that 37-year-old dude who's trying to prove that gorilla glue. You know what? That guy's an idiot. Let's just continue. I'm sorry. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I had a lengthy argument with my roommate about the motives behind Warner Brothers and whether or not it was um, uh, snack. uh, Now you got me messing up. Zack Snyder's fault that the movie sucked as opposed to um, Whedon. And I'm saying, listen, not my stance was Snyder's track record, albeit is mixed, and he's not nearly as consistent as Josh Whedon. That doesn't mean that it was all of his fault that the movie sucked balls. It, I think it was all of Josh's fault because you got to remember Zack finished production on the movie. He just didn't, he didn't finish the, pro, the post-production because at that time, his daughter died and Warner Brothers fired him. So they right. brought Josh in. You got me saying Josh now. Josh to come in and finish it, but then Josh came and did the reshoots and just basically butchered the film. Essentially. Now, my now my roommate's mis- uh, argument was that it was probably going to suck even with um, um, Snyder's uh, original um, intended vision. Yeah, vision. Um Solely because one, you look at um, Batman v Superman, which I, I liked most of that film. It just needed editing and you know some trimming and a little bit of retooling on the on the writing. The whole Martha thing is hard to defend. Um, director's cut is a little bit better. A little bit, not by much. But the whole save Martha thing, I mean, Martha kind of. I can understand Martha being a trigger for Bruce, especially if you know he. If, the way okay, the way they handled it. Point. We're not going to talk about a movie that came out like yeah. five years ago. Yeah. All right. The point is, uh, Snyder's uh, chart record is a bit not good, and Whedon's is significantly better. So I was going to bring this up and say, yeah, well, you know, I had this point that my roommate made, and blah blah blah. I was going to say this, but then how? What three more people came out and said that J- Joss Whedon is toxic? Yes. I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole and say that in any way, shape, or form. Like, I ain't defending him. It's too late now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, bro, you lost. It's like, dude, the cast from Buffy walked up and said, yo, this guy's toxic. He's always been toxic, and we, we're just not speaking out about it. Yeah, I'm you like, know, um, James Marsters, who, you know, we found out recently is actually American. He was on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast. Remember, I told you about this, and Michael asked him about it. I'm going to see if I can find it, and I'll put the clip in here. But yeah, so that's technically four people. I don't recall if. if what did James Marsh said exactly? I, I can't remember. It was because I listened to it like last year. It might have been like October, November. So that's why I said I'm going to see if I can find that episode and splice the clip in. And I do remember thinking, try to do it without me, guys. My rock. And then I remember tuning in to season three, which I wasn't in uh, at the time. And they had a character called Faith that Eliza Desky was doing. And that was freaking awesome. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, they don't need me at all. But they did. I, I don't know. I uh, think that it was a character that the writers enjoyed exploring. You guys got along real well, you and Joss. No, I was terrified of Joss. Really? Absolutely terrified. I've never met him, but he seen, I thought, you know, I thought he was just a, Such a, a nice guy. gentleman, yeah. right? But, yeah, but the thing, the thing is, is that um, uh, I was imperiling the theme of Buffy, which is that Buffy is actually the same theme as Hamlet, which is how do you get through adolescence? How do you see the world is screwed up and not give up? How do you take arms against the sea of troubles? How do you, how do you make a positive difference in the world? And um, vampires in Buffy are just metaphors for all of, all of the challenges that you face in that period. Um, and so, uh, you know, Joss felt that vampires should be ugly. They should be very quickly overcome. And they were not supposed to be sexy. He, he, he said, I don't like that Anne Rice crap. <laughs> and he got talked into one romantic interest vampire. That was Angel. It wasn't his idea. Uh, and he, that was the only one. That was the exception. And then I came along, and I wasn't designed to be uh, a romantic character, but then the audience reacted that way to it. And I remember he backed me up against a wall one day, and he was just like, I don't care how popular you are, kid. You're dead. You hear me? You're dead, dead. And I and I, I was just like, uh, you know, it's your football, man. Like, okay, you know. Wait, was he was he kidding around? No, hell no, hell no. He was angry and with I, you. He was angry at the situation. I think. 
But yeah, so Charisma Carpenter. Yeah. Uh who played Cordelia on Buffy and Angel, she accused him of abusive behavior. So, all right, she wrote a two-part tweet that's a full statement. I'm going to probably try to read all of this. I don't know yet. All right, so she said, while we found his... Uh, hold on, wait, let me go to it. So, so the first thing is, she says, my truth, hashtag, I stand with Ray Fisher. For nearly two decades, I have held my tongue and even made excuses for certain events that traumatized me to this day. Josh Whedon abused his power on numerous occasions while while working together on the sets of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. While we found his misconduct amusing, it only served to intensify my performance anxiety, disempower me, and alienate me from my peers. The disturbing incidents triggered a chronic physical condition from which I still suffer. It is... It is with a beating, heavy heart that I say that I coped in isolation and at times destructively. Last summer, when Ray Fisher publicly accused Joss of abusive and unprofessional behavior towards the cast and crew during the reshoots of Justice League, during the Justice League set in 2017, it gutted me. Josh has a history of being casually cruel. He has created hostile and toxic work environments since his early career. I know because I experienced it firsthand repeatedly. Uh, his ongoing passive-aggressive threats to fire me, which wreaks havoc on a young actor's self-esteem, self-esteem and, callously, and callously calling me fat to colleagues when I was four months pregnant, weighing 106 pounds, 26 pounds. He was mean and, and biting. He was mean and biting, disparaging about others openly and often played favorites, putting people against one another to compete and vie for his attention and his approval. He called me in for a sit-down meeting to interrogate and berate me regarding a rosary tattoo I got to help me feel more spiritually grounded in an increasingly volatile work climate that affected me physically. Josh intentionally refused multiple calls from my agents, making it impossible for me to connect with him to tell him the news that I was pregnant. Finally, once Josh was appraised of the situation, he requested a meeting with me. In that closed-door meeting, he asked me if I was going to keep it and manipulatively weaponized my womanhood and faith against me. He proceeded to attack my character, mock my religious mock my religious beliefs, accused me of sabotaging the show, and then unceremoniously fired me the following season once I gave birth. At six months pregnant, I was asked to report to work at 1 a.m. after my doctor recommended shortening my work hours. This was in Angel or Buffy? I don't know. I think it was in Buffy because they wrote her pregnancy in, I mean, in Angel because I think they wrote her pregnancy in Angel. Hold on, I'm almost done. All right, due to long and physically uh, demanding days and emotional stress of having to defend my needs as a working pregnant woman, I began to experience Braxton, Braxton Hicks contractions. It was clear to me the 1 a.m. call was retaliatory. Hold on, let me go to the second part. All right. Back then, I felt powerless and alone with no other option. I swallowed the mistreatment and carried on. After all, I had the baby on the way, and I was the primary breadwinner of my growing family. Unfortunately, all of this was happening during one of the most wonderful times in new motherhood. All that promise and joy sucked right out, and Josh was the vampire. Despite the harassment, a part of me still sought his validation. I made excuses for his behavior and repressed my own pain. I even stated publicly at conventions that I'd work with him again. Only recently, after years of therapy and a wake-up call from the Time's Up movement, I, do I understand the complexities of this demoralized thinking. It is impossible to understand the psyche without enduring the abuse. Our society and industry vilify the victims and glorify the abusers for their accomplishments. The onus is on the abuse with the exception to accept and adapt to be employable. No accountability on the transgressor who sets sails on the unscathed, unrepentant, remorseless. These memories have weighed on my soul like bricks for nearly half my life. I wish I said something sooner. I wish I had the composure and courage all those years ago, but I muted myself in the shame and conditioned silence. With tears welling, I feel an overwhelming sense of responsibility to Ray and others for remaining, pi- for, uh, for remaining private about my experience with Joss 
and that he and that the suffering it has caused me. It is abundantly evident that Joss has persisted in his harmful actions, continuing to create wreckage in his wake. My hope now by finally coming forward about these experiences is to create space for healing of others who I know have experienced similar serialized abuses of power. Recently, I participated in the Warner Media's Justice League investigation because I believe Ray to be the person, to be a person of integrity who is telling the truth. His firing as Cyborg in the Flash was the last straw for me. Although I am not shocked, I am deeply pained by it. It troubles and saddens me that in 2021, professionals still have to choose between whistleblowing in the workplace and job security. It has taken me so long to muster the courage to make this statement publicly. The gravity of it is not lost on me as a single mother whose, fa whose family's livelihood is dependent on my crap. I am scared. Despite my fear about the impact, about its impact on my future, I can no longer remain silent. This is overdue and necessary. It is time. That was a lot to take in, bro. I was reading that and I was, my eyesight was getting blurry because the font is so tiny. Oof. All right. Well, God dang. I mean, it's like, did he try this on the set of the Avengers? Once again, we haven't heard anything about any Avengers cast members speaking out. Yeah. Hey, pause the um, recording. Hang on. All right. Hold on one second. Sorry, we're going no problem, but the mic just picked that up. <laughs> All right. So um, a couple other people spoke out. Marty Nick, uh, Marty Noxon, who was a writer and executive producer on Buffy and the, who was also the showrunner for the final two seasons, spoke out. So uh, Marty said, I'd like to validate the women of Buffy and, and sing in support. Oh, he's specifically mostly talking to the women. Like, he's yeah. not just... Like, again, did he try this on the set of Avengers? Like, I want to be in them again, We haven't out. heard anything. From anybody from um also has Disney said anything because they employed this guy, they need to come out and say something. Yeah, but Marty Nick spoke out, Sarah Michelle Geller spoke out. She said, All right, so Sarah Michelle Geller said, I am proud to have my name associated with Buffy Sum with Buffy Summers. I do not want to I don't want to be forever associated with the name Joss Whedon. I am more focused on raising my family and surviving a pandemic currently. So I will not be making any further statements at this time, but I stand with all survivors of abuse and I am proud to, and I am proud of them for speaking out. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that speaks volumes when you're when your lead face of your of your uh, achievement is saying something about you. Yeah. yeah. And so Michelle Trachtenberg reposted that and then said this in the caption. Thank you, Sarah Michelle Geller, for saying this. I am brave enough now as a 35 year old woman to repost this because this must be known as a teenager with his not appropriate behavior. Very not appropriate. So now people know what Josh did. The last comment will uh, I will make on this was there was a rule saying that he is not in the, he is not allowed in the room with Sarah Michelle Geller ever again. That's a rule. Yeah. So wow, what did he do? I don't know. And Eliza Dushku also spoke out. Yeah, she did speak out. And I, 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 I'm surprised. All these people come out of the woodworks, man. Yeah, James Marshall showed love and support. They said That's what he said. He said the Buffy set was not without challenges. So I don't think he was really abusive. But like I said, I'm going to I'm going to try to find that clip for um, James Marshall's on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast. But yeah, um, who else spoke out? Um, the the girl who played uh, Willow's girlfriend. Uh, Is that lady's name? Ashley Benson, I think. Yeah, I think that's her name. Yeah, so she spoke out as well. Um, she said that, you know, the show was a toxic environment and starts from the top. There was a lot of damage done during that time, and many of us are still processing it 20 plus years uh, later. Uh, Claire Kramer, who played Glory uh, in season five of Buffy, said on Twitter that um, she stands with uh, Carpenter, Benson, and Fisher and others who have the strength to come forward uh, with their truth. A lot of this industry needs a reset, but yeah, uh, I think at this point, Joss Whedon is more or less canceled. I, and, I, at this point, I, who would hire him? Uh... Should I stop watching Buffy? I'm no. just restarted. I don't think you should stop because they if the show syndicated. The actors get paid too. So well, I'm watching it on uh, Prime, so I don't know if they get any royalties from that. I think that yeah, I think they do. I don't. I don't want to be that guy. You know. 
Plus, it ain't gonna help him none more that you watching him watching the show anyway. So yeah. But yeah, uh, Josh, man, what the hell? Oh well. Yeah. All right. Um, so okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna circle back to an earlier um, uh, conversation about because you know people getting canceled for their for their actions. Uh, so what's your opinion of this whole Lucy Lawless to play uh, Cara Dune? Too old. That, that, okay, there you go. I love Lucy Lawless. I still got a crush on that lady. She's too old. You really I'm sorry. In front of your girlfriend. What? <laughs> you really gonna say that in front of your girlfriend? Look, look, man. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Is and, that why uh, you said I'm sorry? Look, I, that's not why. I, look, you know what? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't like your tone, and you, you're going off topic. Okay. I mean, but Lucy Lawless is still in shape. I mean, she's only 52. Like I, I, like I said, all right, it's the reason why I still got a crush on her. I'm just saying that I just think that she's too old for the role. You going to age up the character? I mean, she don't look 52. I, I would no, say, she don't. I would say get someone who, who kind of has an MMA background, who is very similar to that size and frame of Cara Dune. Ronda Rousey ain't doing nothing. Ronda Rousey, no. She's, <laughs> she's too short. Is she? Yeah, I think I think Gina Carino is at least five inches shorter than her. I mean, taller than her. That does say a lot. Yeah, that does. Uh, yeah, Gina yeah. Carino is five eight. All right. Yeah, and then okay, so yeah, that's not gonna work. Is well, no, they're about the same height. There's only an inch difference. Oh, Ronda's a uh, five seven. Okay, I mean, but Ronda might be going back to the WWE. Uh, but she she's working on starting a family, so she ain't gonna do that. Also, did she go to NXT? No. She was on Raw. I know she was on Raw, but what's she doing now? Did she go to NXT? No, I told you she left because she wants to start a family. All right. Yeah. She left uh, in 2019. So she left two years ago. I mean, I remember her talking. She she was also talking out against uh, how the WWE works. It's been, honestly, I've heard that for years that WWE doesn't uh, treat their performers well and they play a lot of favorites. Well, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't know who could replace Gina Carino as Cara Dune. Uh, they can find someone who can. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even have to be like a big name. It could be an up-and-coming MMA fighter or whatever. I mean, they need to know how to act, and that's 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 the big thing. Because Gina Carino uh, surprisingly acts acts pretty well. Yeah, for what you give her, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, we'll find out in time if they even decide to, you know, replace the actress. Because you know they might just do what everybody is saying in the meme. You know, Kyle Carhart, and you know she died in a in a crash. I mean, that's the one way of doing it. You can kill the character or you can recast. I think recasting the character might be better because they can, we still, there's a lot you can do with that character. Yeah. All right. Um, you got any more to chime in on that or should I just go into the next We story? should move to the next topic. Okay. So a series that I always fell in and out of as a teen slash young adult is coming back with a reboot. The 4400. Oh. Yeah, it's coming back. Uh, and shout out to Mahershala Ali. I did not know he was on this show. Yeah, I did not know. Yeah, he was one of the 4,400. So that will be coming back on the CW. So be on the lookout for that if you don't know the synopsis of the show. So over time, between I think the 1800s and the early 90s, over 4,400 people who had uh, disappeared, and one day they all mysteriously showed showed back up, like out in the middle of nowhere. But, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna watch it. Uh-huh. But yeah, so Naomi has officially been greenlit because we we talked about it before. So yeah. the pilot has been greenlit. The Powerpuff Girls series has also been greenlit. So we are. Question: Is that going to be in the Valancey verse? Naomi or Arrowverse? I'm pretty sure it is because it's uh, DC. See that that they need they need new faces and they need to lock down young talent with 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 lucrative contracts so they don't want to leave right away. I, I mean, say, I say possibly get Dominic Fishback. You have no idea who Dominic Fishback. I'm trying. Is I'm right trying. To, I know you told me. I'm trying. To think. <laughs> 
she was in Project Power. She was on The Deuce. And she is currently in Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think she's like in her early 20s or something like that. So she can play Naomi McDuffie. All right. What do you got? Okay. Uh, HBO Max is... um is announcing uh, new uh, animated shows, uh, new adult animated shows, including a Belma Dinkle origin story. Yeah, uh, I saw that and I'm, I'm kind of interested, but at the same time, I'm not kind of interested. I'm interested because Mindy Kaling is doing the voice. Obviously, we all love Mindy Kaling. Kaling. But other than that, I really don't, I don't know, like, I don't know. I'm excited tentatively, and I'm, I'm curious to see where they're gonna go with this character. Yeah, because it's just like, what was the whole origin of Mystery Inc? Weren't they all in school together? So it's like, and who knows where they're pulling from though? Like, you know, you know what they should have done? They should have done Scooby Apocalypse and just that would have been. Oh, that would have been so good. That would have been good. How long did that run? Uh, about forty something issues. Nice. Okay, and then, yeah, it, did it get canceled or did it end? It it ended. Okay, that's good. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I uh, like I said, I'm very interested in this story. I mean, I'm very interested in this series. I got to see where. I mean, I got to see a trailer, but um, they're doing this, and um, they're doing a sci-fi series called uh, "Fired on Mars," and Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who you know did the Twenty One Jump Street, Twenty Two Jump Street. And a little bit of uh, Into the Spider Verse and uh, the Lego movies. They are rebooting Clone High from MTV. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty funny. But yeah, so be on the lookout for those series. But like I said, I'm very interested in seeing what they're going to do with Doma. Because that's all it's titled. Yeah. And they really should have just told us more. All right. So we got about, hold on, let me go to the timer. We got about 26 minutes left to record. I'll throw out two small stories because one's going to be a segue into our review of this episode of WandaVision. Please tell me you watched it. Yes. Okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> just making sure. Okay. So. I don't know if you ever saw The Man Who Fell to Earth. It's a David Bowie movie. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. So it is going to be a series on, almost at Peacock, on Paramount Plus. And uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor is going to be playing the lead character. Yes, okay. I dig yeah, it. Thomas Jerome Newton, who, who, you know, an alien who arrives to Earth in search of water for his home planet, Antha, which has been devastated by foreign drought. So this is being uh, developed by J.J. Abrams and Alex Kurtman. Alex Kurtman sometimes tend to leave leaves a uh, sour taste in my mouth because I think he wrote uh, the Transformers movies. But, I mean, he does work with J.J. Abrams a lot, but he also did write Star Trek, Star Trek in the Darkness as well. So it's just like, I mean, where does he fall? But, yeah, so... Uh, Paramount Plus is going to uh, launch on March 4th, so that is going to be the replacement to CBS All Access. But yeah, so be on the lookout for that, and that's it for that. But our other piece of news, which is going to slowly segue into episode six of WandaVision, Captain Marvel has found this new villain uh, for the sequel, and she will be played by Zaw Ashton. So we have no idea who. Um, See, before, because I wasn't familiar with the name. Yeah, I've never heard of her either. But um, yeah, so Zaw Ashton is going to be playing the villain. Like I said, we don't really know that much. We just know that Miss um, Marvel is going to be in the movie and Monica Rambeau is going to be in the movie. Apparently, she was in a series over in the UK called Fresh Meat and another series called No Sale for Work. I mean, Not Safe for Work. She was also in a movie called Velvet Buzzsaw. That kind of sounds like something that might have been up your alley. It starred Jake Gyllenhaal, Renee Russo, Tony Collette. Okay, I might have to watch this because it's got a couple of people I like in it. 
Okay, she was in an episode of Doctor Who, but I don't remember that episode. But I'm pretty sure that well, that's 2014, so that might have been Capaldi. I think that was Capaldi. No, this came out recent too, in the last two years. Yeah, so I'm gonna check that out. It's on Netflix. Oh, okay, cool. Definitely checking it out then. All right, but yeah, so they have not told us who she's gonna be at all. But like I said, we we only know so much about Captain Marvel too. So Zal Ashton, Iman Vellani, and um, Tiona Paris from WandaVision will be in. And speaking of WandaVision, let's go ahead and get into our review of Seeing as we can't wait, because yeah. I mean, you got company and, you know, we try to keep this at an hour. All right, let's do it. Yeah, so episode six, the Malcolm in the Middle episode. Uh, that was probably, that was so goddamn good. Oh, my God. Yeah, episode <laughs> oh six, my God. all new Halloween spooktacular. All right, so we're obviously in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, <laughs> so good. So yeah. good. I can't believe that's not one of the shows we thought of when they when we were talking about this last week. Like, what what could be a ninety show? Lose? Yeah, you think so? But Malcolm Miller was a was a huge part of the ninety the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, it, it kind of revitalized Brian Cranston's career, and I don't think it revitalized. I think it jump started it. Well, he was on Seinfeld a lot. He was a guest star. He had walk on roles. That's not a career. That's just a side thing at that point. Oh. I mean, I guess you could make a career of that, but you you haven't made it, quote unquote, in the mainstream sense if you aren't a household name like Brian Cranston is now. You know, it's like he just paying the bills at that point. No one really knows. Like I read, I read an article. I'm off topic again, but for a quick second, I read an article about this guy being more movies and more TV shows than you know acting in history because he works as an extra or walk on roles. I mean, it's great he has steady work and he's probably very uh, lucrative and successful, but no one knows his name. Anyways. I, I, I know. Do you know his name? No, I don't know the guy's name. I, I read the article. I kind of skimmed it. I didn't really. Uh, so you skimmed it. it. You didn't read it. Look, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. You literally but just said it, so you can't. I, my point still stands. All right, sir. <laughs> I'm just putting out something. So, get back on topic. <laughs> okay, so it's Halloween, and I like the simple fact that that intro was literally almost spot on with Malcolm in the Middle. That was that was one of the best parts of the series. It has a lot series episode. There's a lot of good parts of this episode. Billy was more or less dressed like uh Wicked. Oh, the costumes were so on point this episode. Yeah. And I like how they played off Wanda and Vision being dressed as wrestlers, quote unquote. Uh, well, she was a fortune teller, he was a wrestler. Yeah, he yeah, a fortune teller and a wrestler. So uh Vision goes off on his own quest because he's scouting, uh, quote unquote, you know, scouting for troublemakers due to the fact that he's in the neighborhood watch. But eventually we find out that he is indeed lying. Yes, he was actually looking for um, uh, a way out of the hexagon, the hex. Yes. And of course... Wanda begins testing Pietro because she realizes he looks different and he no longer has her ex- his accent. And then, which he follows in turn, what happened to your accent? I mean, this episode was filled with a lot of gems. That commercial was kind of creepy. Oh, kind of creepy? Kind of creepy? I mean, buddy, poor kid couldn't get the yogurt open. I'm like, okay, any minute now, any minute now, any minute now. <laughs> it's like, yo, it was so bad. And this episode just basically screwed over the fact that, well, it didn't screw over. It just blew my my conspiracy theory that Agnes was Agatha Harkness out of the water. Because Vision, you know, zapped her and, you know, found out. Yo, it sucks. He has no memory at all. He doesn't even yeah. know what an Avenger is. Yeah, he he only knows Wanda, and then where he yeah his memory's jacked up. Yeah, he knows here and now, and that is it. But yeah, freaking Hayward just needs to die already. Hayward sucks. Yeah. Also, uh, yo, Darcy is in the hex now. Monica's powers are gonna probably pop up in this season because her cells have metastas. What did they say? I can't remember. Metastasized. Yes, the cosmic radiation. Yes. So I don't know if that means she's dying or because 
Darcy did say they were changing, but usually when something metastasizes, that means it's dying off or being replaced. So that means it's you, you, it's a part of you at that point. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I'm not a, a doctor. Yeah, although you did say you can do uh, brain surgery. I said I could. I said I'm probably brain that brain surgery in you. All right, if any, if two of us, if the two of us, it's gonna be a brain surgery. It's gonna be me. Okay, now would you trust me with your brain? No. <laughs> No, but yeah, so Vision actually walked basically until the end of the uh, hex, which was Ellis Avenue. Nice little nod that Warren Ellis with that one, who did write Avengers for a while. And that's where he found Agnes. And I like the simple fact that Pietro brought up the simple fact. Where did all these kids come from? Because if you don't recall in the last- There aren't any kids. The only, yeah, yeah, there yeah only Vision kids was like- Billy and Tommy. Exactly. He's like, yeah, nice work for the kids because wherever they before. And it, it got kind of creepy as Vision was walking along. Like he hit, he basically hit a stopping point. So it was just like, they have their own little bubble within the hex where everyone moves around. And after that, everyone else just just on a, on a, a they're, they're on an AB repeat basically. Like the lady who was trying to hang up the ghost and putting it back down, hanging it up, putting it down, hanging it up, putting it down. And I don't know if you saw it, bro. She was crying. Yo, she's stuck. But but yeah, so Vision actually made it out the hex and I called it. Yo, he started falling apart as soon as he got out of there. Mm -hmm. And I want to know when is um, Billy's power going to actually activate? Because Tommy got his feet. It's already activated. It's he saw activated, his, but he has his clairvoyance is there, so yeah. he's already activated. Also, that costume, so on point. Yeah, uh, I didn't like the Quicksilver. I I don't know if it was um. I mean, speed it, isn't that. His, his, no, uh, not not speed. I'm talking about uh, Pietro. It's supposed to be hokey. It looks. It's yeah, it's, it's campy. It's campy as a. It's supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's Halloween, but still. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, Darcy's in the hex. Almost everybody in Sword is in the Hex. Monica. What, what does that mean for a character later on? Anyone? Because I don't know. Does Monica, did Monica have a different interaction with um with uh the Hex? Because she is she the only one that's gonna be changed from this? Maybe. Because you gotta remember she also had interaction with the with the Tesseract as a child. Oh god, I gotta rewatch that movie. I did not even remember that part. Yeah, remember when they went up to the base? Yeah. Okay. That that that, that has some far-reaching. Um, yeah, that could be some late, latent radiation from that in there in her in her cells, and that could be the X factor which causes her to have her powers. Because remember, it's two different stones. It's space and the mind stone. Well, yeah, because uh, Wanda's powers came from the mind stone. But yeah, but man, this episode was good. She 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 she. Increase the radius of the hex so no one in sword, with the exception of Hayward, is is still there and the guy who was driving him. Cause Monica and Jimmy went to go meet her contact. I want to know who this contact is. If this is a nice way to set up the Fantastic Four, I'm all for it. I don't think it is. I mean, because remember, she said she knows someone who's who who um who's prominent in astrophysics. In astrophysics, it could be a lot of people. This it could be um. Uh, Hank Pym's long lost daughter, who actually is probably they could pull Nadia, in, they could pull Nadia, in uh, Nadia Pine Pym. Yeah, which is actually I don't, I don't they, think they're gonna give him a long lost daughter because they gave him hope. Yeah, they gave him hope. I keep I forgot about her for a second. So they can pull in hope. Honestly, they can. I mean, uh, Evangeline uh, Lily ain't doing much without unless she's um, filming something. Yeah, but I'm trying to think who else could it be? Maybe Victor Von Doom. That'd be a good way to pull him in. I mean, I don't know how she know him. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking it's Reed Richards because Sword does a lot of uh split uh space. But where they been this whole time? Are they says is how they going to get their powers? Maybe or they're they've been like quarantined or something. Who knows? Because you got to remember, we don't know anything about what happened in between those five years besides the little bit that we got and and far from home, and you know a little bit from here. In the little bit that we got in Endgame where people were just going through counseling and that, you know, you know, the ocean was getting clearer. There were more fish and things like that. 
So it's like, we don't know. Like, the Fantastic Four could have been around. It could have been like the Ultimate Universe. Remember, they got their powers and the government tried to keep them under wraps. That is true. Yeah. And this in the movie might just be like an origin story slash, you know, you know, with flashbacks and whatnot. And then, you know, we'll get like present day stuff. So I'm going with Reed Richards. I, we, we obviously know Doctor Strange is obviously going to show up in this because this is a lead in to Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. And when they had the Q&A, when the series first started, Benedict Cumberbatch was on there for some reason whatsoever. So we know Strange is going to pop up eventually. So we got three more episodes before we find out what's what. And I'm getting sick and tired of seeing all these Mephesto memes. <laughs> like, I'm starting to mute the groups I'm in because, like, especially the one with the guy in the butterfly that everyone uses, you know, is this Mephesto? Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, man. If they do bring in Mephesto, I'm thinking it might be Nightmare. Since nightmares and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. See, that's the one thing that no one is even thinking about. No one's thinking yeah, about Nightmare. Yeah, no one's thinking about him. No, seriously, I mean, he's Mephesto's son for a reason, you know? Yeah. I'm thinking of Blackheart, actually. Blackheart. We should... You're thinking about Blackheart. <laughs> I'm thinking of Blackheart. Yeah, shoot. Hell, it might even be Blackheart. Who knows? Oh, God. They can redeem him because, oh, God. Freaking Ghost Rider. Yeah, because that was supposed to be a series on Hulu, but then they scrapped it because the budget was too expensive. Like, because they had Robbie Reyes on Agents of Shield. He was played by Gabriel Luna. You know, the he was the what T fifteen hundred and Dark Fate. Yeah, yeah. But man, when they had him on um, Agents of Shield, them, them the budgets for those episodes they went up like dumb, dumb crazy. No, uh, all right. Anyways, we getting on topic. What else about the show? Any other Easter eggs? I, I didn't catch that many Easter eggs. As a matter of fact, I didn't catch any because I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. Like the first, I, I usually watch the episodes twice. You know, the first time just to absorb everything. Second time to kind of catch Easter eggs and catch little things I missed. Like I did catch one, one Easter egg though. It was a reference to Evan Peters and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, what did he say? Kick ass. Oh, Oh my God. <laughs> That's right. And she said, oh yeah, kick ass. And I said, that was actually hilarious. I just caught that. Yeah. And if you guys don't get it, they both were in kick ass. He, Aaron Taylor Johnson, AKA original Quicksilver was kick ass. And Evan Peters was his best his friend. friend. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if you can use that when he got his dad killed in the second movie. That movie was awful. I got to rewatch those. I forgot. He about legit that. got his father killed and the plot didn't even acknowledge it. Wait, Kick-Ass got his dad killed? No, his friend did. Remember when he when he got mad and he went over to the villain side for some reason? Oh, yeah. And he was hanging out. Oh, you know Kick-Ass? Yeah, sure. He lives here. That's his dad. Like, so you got his father killed. They didn't know who he was until 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 that went down. And he, yeah. he told them everything. I'm like, so, and they didn't acknowledge it at all. Yeah. But, yeah. And apparently the WandaVision uh, showrunner said that a true emotional catharsis is on the way. So somebody's going to have a breakdown. Uh, yes, definitely. Yeah. But show is awesome. What did you send me from Reddit? Oh, really? I didn't, really? I mean, yeah, I, mean <laughs> I thought it was funny. It is funny because it, it is true. He sent me a, it's not even a meme, really. It's a picture of Mary-Kate, Ashley, and... Elizabeth? Yes, thank you. I lost her name for a second. Elizabeth in the middle with, and the bottom picture is Marge, Patty, and Selma. So we obviously know who Marge is. Elizabeth. Yes, we got the joke. You should put it up on the podcast, uh, the uh, Facebook page. I, I, I will put it on the Facebook, the Instagram, and the Twitter. That way you guys can be on the joke as well. Yeah. But uh, did you catch any Easter eggs? Honestly, you seem like you caught a couple more than I did, but no, I, I didn't catch much of the show. I'm about to rewatch it again because the episode was really baller. Yeah, it, it was awesome. Like, I don't know why we have to keep saying this. Watch WandaVision because my friends who listen to this show, don't come to me asking me stuff when Doctor Strange comes out. I'm like, nope, you should have watched WandaVision. Go and watch WandaVision. If my eight, if my eight-year-old godson can watch it, and keep up with it because he barely asks me any questions. It might be something here or there because he doesn't he doesn't really read comics. Like I'm trying to get him into reading comics. Like my 
13 year old goddaughter, I, I finally let her read Invincible with, you know, her parents blessing. But I don't know if she's going to watch the show, but I'm probably going to let my godson read House of Ill just so he can kind of get some backstory. But yeah, watch the show. All right. I really don't have anything else to say besides the simple fact that Netflix is making an animated Clue series. For what reason? I don't know, but... It might be good and funny. Yeah, yeah, it might be good. It might be crap. Who knows? We'll find out whenever a trailer comes out. So I think we're going to call it a wrap because Samir got company. I'm a little tired. And I still got to edit this later. But this was another episode of the Angry Blur Podcast. And this is Bernard. And this is Samir. Join us next time. Same Blur Channel, same Blur Network. Yeah, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Like I said, please, if you listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, please give us a review. It really helps us. Like I said, uh, I'm trying to get us on that feature page, man. Trying to, trying to get some more traffic coming in and all that good stuff. But yeah, um, we will catch you guys next week when we'll talk about episode 7 of One Division and some more news that comes out that week. Still don't know if Josh Whedon is canceled. Who knows? We'll find out maybe next week. We will see yeah. you guys later. Peace. All right, see you. Peace.